Healy. Important note, a calm, serene environment is a must. Relax and enjoy. Healy is a portable IMF frequency program that boosts health, vitality, and well-being. The perfect system for in-home use. Frequencies for life. Healy. Scan and shop. Follow and like. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks with our guest, Rochelle Babler, calling in from sunny, sort of sunny, San Diego, California. We are so blessed to have you here today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Well, Nicole is going to read a short bio about you so the audience has an idea of who you are, and then we're going to hear it straight from you. So go ahead, Nicole. Rochelle Babbler grew up in Southern California near the sunny beaches of San Diego and has always been an avid explorer, traveler, musician, and creative soul. At the height of her career in forensics in 2017, she quit her job cold turkey to pursue her why, which is to empower others consciously advocate through story and music so that they can heal, inspire, and unite the human collective. She is the number one international bestseller, co-author, TEDx speaker, advocate, and proud mama to her two children, Austin and Camera. Welcome, Rochelle. Thank you so much. Whoa. So... <laughs> Oh, that's an interesting bio. It's like you're clear over here and clear over there. And now you're working with music in, in the healing aspects? Well, it's music, storytelling through music. So okay. Sharing your story through music. Uh, can you share a little bit how you do that? Is it writing your own lyrics? Is it is it singing your story as you talk? You know, just, it's kind of, it's curious. So go ahead, yeah. share with the audience what you do there. So um, in 2018, my sister passed away from colon cancer. And um, the day after she passed away, I wrote a song about my, it was my interpretation of her cancer journey. And um, with that song, I, I wanted to, you know, do something with it to help raise awareness for colon cancer um, because she was diagnosed um, with stage four cancer. Her symptoms weren't taken seriously in the beginning. And so I just wanted to share her story so that other people would, you know, become more aware of colon cancer. And through that, I created a lyric video and used that song to share her story. And then create messaging around it to create um, awareness for colon cancer. And that's what my TEDx talk was about. It was advocating through the power of advocating through music. So what I'm doing right now with some clients that I have, I'm, I'm testing my advocacy through music program is really sharing their story in a customized song. So writing a song for them and then producing that song and having it actually be a real song. And then creating messaging around it of what they're advocating for. So I've loved music. It's always been a part of me since I was a little kid. I didn't really take it seriously when I was younger because, 
you know, when I was growing up, it was like, get a steady job, get something with medical benefits, retirement, you know, like being an artist or musician just wasn't really, it wasn't, it was kind of frowned upon, you know, it wasn't like something you, people took seriously. Um, at least, you know, people that I knew. And, um, so I didn't really pursue it and kept, you know, fast forward 30 years in my forties, I started to write music and, take more guitar lessons and and now I'm utilizing that in one of my programs. So it's been a lot of fun. Oh, that's intriguing. Very, very intriguing. So when you're uh, when you talk about writing that lyric, I mean we go back into folklore, you know, and folk music and and you know, all of that was actually storytelling, right? Country music was yeah. oh Crying your beer storytelling. But at the same time, it got the message across and it's it's very emotional. You know, yeah. so you know, I can understand where how what you're doing here would be an emotional connection with people yeah. in a story and yeah. being able to listen to that story in a nice musical you know atmosphere you know which is kind of uplifting with the melody itself but actually impacting the story and getting that message across that there is something more to this rather than having to pick up your book and read it you know and uh yeah, yeah. It, it just kind of, I, I could see where it would really balance things out. So yeah. when you started doing that and you wrote that story, you know, in that song about your sister, how did that make you feel? And how does it make your clients feel now when they're expressing through that lyric and through that music? Um, you know, it's interesting. When I wrote that song, it was really, you know, it was the day after she passed away and I was you know, I was, I was kind of a mess. I was really upset. My sister was one of my best friends. I, you know, she had gone through her journey for two and a half years. And it was just, if you've ever watched somebody um, get diagnosed with cancer and, and watch them through their journey to the end, it was just really, it was really awful. And so for me, it was very cathartic to just write and get my feelings out and just, you know, it was, that was, you know, part of my healing and sharing that song, my um, guitar instructor and I, we sang it at her celebration of life. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people that listen to it. We released it on iTunes and, and Amazon music just to, you know, we, we thought we would release it and raise some money for a colon cancer group in San Diego. And I've had a lot of people reach out to me just sharing that, you know, really move them and move them to tears. And, you know, the interesting thing about music is that, you know, you can listen to a song and there's like maybe some lyrics in that song that catch your eye, right? And they take you back to your own experience of something in your life. And then melody um, you know, wrapped around those lyrics will create emotions too. So um, I have a client right now I'm working with and she's had, you know, severe medical issues and she's a huge advocate for herself because she has such complex, um, you know, she has a complex condition. And so I was sharing with her just the melody. We hadn't even written the words yet. And she just was so, she's like, you know, this, it, the, the melody it sounds like her story. So it's kind of fun to just like take someone's story 
see what kind of metal melody we would want to use for their particular story. And we, and, you know, I asked them like what kind of, you know, what genres they like of music, is it country, is it rock or is it, you know, whatever it is and try to, to use that as well. But um, I think it's such a big part of the healing process, you know, from experiences, from things that you've been through and it kind of creates, you know, creating a song creates a little bit of a legacy for something, right. You know, it could be, it's the legacy for my sister, or maybe for this client that I have, it's the legacy of her experiences to share with others and, and um, share with her family or her kids or grandkids. So yeah, it's been a lot of, a lot of fun. Oh, it sounds like a lot of fun. So when you're working with this music and stuff, obviously there's frequency included here, right? Because everything is a frequency, you know, emotion, sound, you know, the, the whole enchilada. So when, when you're working with someone, do you find that they have more of a tendency to release the hidden emotional aspect of the challenges that they're going through to actually maybe give them some happiness or relief in the moment have, yeah. have can you talk a little bit about what you know that and yeah. how you know not only does it you know maybe help them but even those that are listening that know the person's story or the similarity of the story because there's there's so much likeness yeah. And, you know, working with TEDx clients, um, I, I work with clients on the TEDx side to get clear for their idea for the TEDx stage. And a lot of times we have to go really deep into their stories because that's where the connection is going to be with the people that listen to your TEDx talk. And it's the same thing with the song. The more vulnerable you can get and the more that you can share, the more you're going to connect to people on a really deep level. And, um, and that's, you know, what I... I love to do is working with people who want to create human impact and creating that human impact is really sharing, you know, it's a lot of your story. So I've had a lot of clients I've worked with who start to share and, um, you know, many times afterwards had said, I've never shared that before, or I didn't realize it would go this way, or I didn't realize I would, you know, share this much. And so you know, I think part of it's just really holding space for those clients and just allowing them to have their own journey, like whatever it is that they want to share. But when they do, it 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 does, I think, maybe surprise them at times, but it's, it is very healing for them. Yeah, I could see where it would definitely be healing. Um, you know, it's kind of like watching a movie, right? And yeah. you pick up the emotions because it just depends on what's going on in your life at the moment, you know, and it triggers, you know, and the same thing with music, it will trigger yeah. certain aspects of your own life. And and that can be healing as well, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, so there is power in the spoken word, but I think there's even more power in the musically applied word, shall we say, yeah. because you're bringing more of the sensories into it, correct? Yeah. Yeah. You're bringing the sensories. And when people listen to music, and I didn't even know this, I was talking to a confident singing coach and she was telling me that when people um, sing, they're using both sides of their brain. So it's, it's so fascinating how music really not only affects us emotionally, physically, but like, you know, cognitively too. 
Oh, I, I like that idea because you know, anything that we can do to get the cognition of the brain and those neurotransmitters firing, and, and again, the whole brain, using both the right and left side of the brain because that does impact everything in life, regardless of what it is, right? So yeah. learning how to do that and music has been around like what? <laughs> Forever. I mean, you go back into into ancient civilizations. They may not have the style of instrumentation that you have hanging on your wall, but you know what? They had some form of, you know, to be able to make that sound, whether they were, you know, uh, uh, um, banging on a a. Well, I, I want to say a drum because drum's been around, but but like a, a bamboo, you know, or a hollow tree stick or just putting sticks together, you know, just to create that sound because it is a different frequency, right? Nature is filled with so many frequencies and they're all healing frequencies, but yeah. there is sound when you listen to nature's music itself. Yeah. It's so refreshing and healing. So can, can you kind of bring those two together? How nature's sound in healing works in conjunction in how what you're doing through the storytelling and adding that music, creating uh, um, their own sequence of healing, shall we say, in, in that aspect? Do you, do you follow what I'm saying? Um, I think so. Um... I think with what I'm doing with the clients, what's, what's probably resonates the most with them is that it's their own, you know, it's their own story. It's their own, you know, taking a melody that I think, and Mike, you know, I work on these projects with my guitar instructor and what we think would, you know, kind of be in flow with what their story is and like the music that they like and stuff. So, um, you know, and, and then, intuitively I'm I'm just thinking about mm, this this instrument would be good like a cello or a fiddle or this might pull in these particular lyrics so it's such a creative process it's like hard to explain and I don't know if I'm answering your question but um I think for the clients it's it's so personal you know it's such a personal thing for them that um it's I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> no, I, I, I follow what you're saying. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was on that creative side with creating lyrics and music and stuff. And we did some of that, you know, mm -hmm. for, it, it wasn't for specific people, but the music that we designed was yeah. designed in that manner to impact the emotional aspect yes. of that person, whether it was through a death and the series of what their life was, you know, through an unexpected, you know, kind of death, you know, and then some expected because there's a difference, you know, when it comes out of nowhere than when, you know, it's something that, that uh, is expected because of a terminal illness or something to that effect, right? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you want to take those, um, those pieces of their story that are, are vulnerable or that are powerful and then go a little bit deeper and, you know, get more um, description of like, how did that experience feel? How did it taste? How did it, you know, and those, those sensory type of things in music storytelling is what really connects people to. And it gets, 
it's really powerful. So, um, you know, I, I use that a lot when I, when I look at lyrics and start writing music and, and looking at people's stories. When you're um, singing a song and writing a lyric, it's like you don't need the volume of words that when you're writing a story in a book, right? That yeah. you could actually, what would take, say, a, a paragraph of description takes maybe three or four words and it says the same thing because of the, the music that's with it and the sound of the voice that's saying it, correct? is yeah. that what you're you're doing yeah yeah I would say that the most challenging part is you know when I sit with the client and get their story it's it's pages long you know and then having condensing that and seeing okay what's the focus going to be and then from knowing what the focus is then building on that and like you said you don't need a lot of words um but I try to use some of their words in their from their story and and then, you know, just really create a, a picture so somebody who's listening to it can really follow their journey through the song. Yeah, and that, you know, that's an art. <laughs> so, you know, kudos off to you for doing that. And, and it's such a special um, gift, you know, that you have and that you're sharing with others to be able to leave that legacy or a gift, you know, and, and to be an expression. Because sometimes it's hard to express what you're feeling, you know, during um, a, a dysfunction in the body, you know, during that journey towards the, the end of life. But to be able to express that in a song, it's such a loving and healthy way to go about things. So. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you brought that up, like that it is, uh, it's, a, it, well, I think we're all creative souls and creative beings in some way, like whether it's through painting or music or, you know, there's, we're all creative beings and we have been since we were little children, but we're conditioned to not, you know, really kind of maybe use those or expand on those. And, um, and I remember my guitar instructor told me, he goes, you should start writing music. And this was when I was like 45. And I was like, you're crazy. Like, I don't write music and I don't. And he saw something in me I didn't. And, um, and I never realized how creative I was until, you know, my late 40s. Because again, I loved music when I was younger, but, you know, it wasn't really looked upon, you know, it was kind of frowned upon to be a musician, you know, to like go out of high school, like, how are you going to be a music? How are you going to, you know, support your family doing that type of a job? But, you know, looking back, um, I would, you know, it would have been great had I pursued it back then, but, you know, everything works out the way it should and divine timing. And I'm grateful to my instructor for seeing something in me that I didn't or, I didn't really, he kind of brought me back to my childhood, you know, like having me tap into that. So if somebody's doing that for you or somebody's, you know, nudging you about something that they might see, maybe take a, a step back and look at that and see what that might, you know, what that is. Oh, that is so true because we are so programmed. You have to do this and it's got to be this way. And oh, you get the starving artist syndrome, right? So I, I'm really awesome to, to, to meet you and to help share your story on what you're doing with others, you know, to get that information out there because 
that journey is something that's very special and unique, you know, so, and like you said, it's in divine timing. Had you done your artist thing back then, you'd probably be this famous singer and you wouldn't be doing the healing work that you're doing. So (laughs) we're going to take a short break. And then when we come back, Nicole has some questions for you. Healy, important note, a calm, serene environment is a must. Relax and enjoy. Healy is a portable IMF frequency program that boosts health, vitality, and well-being. The perfect system for in-home use. Frequencies for life. Healy. Scan and shop. Follow and like. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest today calling in from San Diego is Rochelle, and she is now going to give us some information about how she worked up on her journey. So Nicole is going to walk you through that. Go ahead, Nicole. Hey, thanks, Beverly. Rochelle, just listening to the story of of what you do and how you you work with others to share their story it's such a valuable uh lesson and a, such an a valuable experience on that um you know when people can tell their story whether it's yeah. just speaking on the stage or especially with music because you're adding that vibration you're adding that frequency component what got you to the point what was that soul's journey for you to say hey you know what i'm not doing this corporate world. I'm not doing this job anymore. I'm, I'm not doing that. I need to move forward and I really need to heal. Yeah. So I was in uh, forensics for 20 years and I loved it. It was in a fascinating career, um, working on cases for, you know, people who had been victims of really horrible, horrible crimes. And um, in 2008, so about, you know, almost nine years, eight years into my forensic journey, a career, I got diagnosed with a rare brain tumor. And when I got diagnosed, I was really scared. I had a newborn, I had an 18 month old, and um, I didn't know what was gonna happen to me. It was a really rare brain tumor. Um, They said they were typically benign, but um, mine was growing really fast. So they were kind of suspicious that it may not have been benign. And um, that's when I really started jumping into my personal development journey. And one thing that I started doing that I had never done before was meditating. And so I started meditating. I I mean, if you would have told me to eat like lizards, because lizards would make me feel better, I would have done it. Like I would have done anything. So I was trying everything to make this thing in my head go away. And so when I started meditating, um, you know, I started just doing, you know, reading things online, doing guided meditations and things like that. And then over time, I started practicing um, a meditation called prime light meditation. And that's what I still do today. And um, I noticed things were happening in my life, like, synchronicities and like me, you know, just all kinds of things. And I think when you nourish that inner voice and that you strengthen that, that muscle inside of you, that voice, 
it will get louder and louder and louder. And in 2017, it got loud and told me it's time for you to do something else. And without any hesitation, I listened. You know, I'm listening to something I can't see or that's not tangible yet. And I quit my job cold turkey and I became an entrepreneur. And I remember when many people thought I was going through a midlife crisis because I was in my mid 40s and and I knew it was my midlife awakening. This was like, you know, I when we all have this intuition and I think many times we've all said I should have listened to my gut, but we didn't trust it because we didn't we haven't massaged and nourished that inner voice and strengthened it and so we don't trust it. So when it you know came to me quitting my job, I knew there was something else for me to do. And even though I had nothing planned, I had no idea what I was going to do. I trusted it, and I didn't. I didn't. Um, you know, I just knew that I would be supported and that things would happen, and they did. So, um, yeah, that's that was a, a very huge part of me really following my soul's calling and purpose. And that's wonderful that you picked up the phone. And sometimes we don't answer that call, right? And, and you know, and then we think, well, what if I did answer that call? And we spend, there's many of us who spend so many years and so much time, what if, what if, what if, what if I had answered that call? What if I picked up that phone? Oh my gosh, it's my fault because I didn't go and listen. You know, as a mother, you wake up in the middle of the night or things about your kids. You just have that inner knowing. You're like, yeah. well, if I text them or if I went into their room, maybe this wouldn't have happened, right? You know, maybe he wouldn't have thrown all his toys around or, you know, knocked his brother out or something had I paid attention. It's just yeah. even in those little moments where those are little life lessons to say, answer the call. Being the self-awareness, find that self-leadership and the awareness of you and your environment. And that's a beautiful thing when you can start to heal yourself and you start, hmm, meditation is relaxing. Now I'm listening. Even if, if you're putting that for a few seconds away, uh, the list of getting the milk or picking up the kids or going to the job or what if what I need to do or get dinner ready, uh, you know, you put that list aside and you just write it down and you say, okay, I'm going to be here as much as I can. I may not be able to turn off that noise here, but yeah. I can just be in the moment for me and sit with myself. And that sometimes is the hardest part. It's not really hearing spirit sometimes. It's just sitting with yourself and then spirit will come in and then you'll start to recognize, you know, that, 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 that brain, uh, you know, that cognitive state of your brain and saying, okay, here I am. I'm in this moment. This is me. This is self-care. It's self-love. And it becomes and develops into further and further into awareness, which you bring that magic into that music for your clients because you're aware of who you are. You can be in the moment for yourself. You can absolutely be present with others in that moment to share their story. And what a beauty with that is to say, hey, you know what? I can share your story. I can bring you here. And it's cathartic. And it's the lesson in hospice. You know, many times people have recorded yeah. people's stories at the end of life so they yeah. can give that to their family. There's so many, especially military, worked a lot with military, and there's stories they couldn't tell their family or there's truths they mm -hmm. couldn't speak. And they held on it for dear life, but they wanted to tell that story and they had a beautiful story to be able to pass on. And sometimes that was just enough release for them to let go and no longer be here and hold yeah. on to that pain. And that's the beauty of somebody even being yeah. now. And it made me re realize, why wait? Why not now? 
why not take this moment and the breath of this moment? But, you know, and when you talk about forensics, having been in law enforcement and security, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, there's so much chaos and there's so much death. And, you know, it's, it's scary and it's dark. People are human and somebody needs to be there to tell that story, which you do is, you know, finding out what happened at the scene, finding out who did what or what was where or, or what happened in that moment. You're telling a story in that place and, and, and you're going in there and you're getting into that energy in that moment to tell the story of what happened. And what a beauty to be able to do that and being in that moment to say, hey, you know, for someone's family to say, this is what happened. It may not be the best story, maybe a little bit scary, but we all want to know. And that's that inner knowing. We want to know what happened. We want to yeah. be there. We want to be in that moment and who can tell, tell the story better than you. And, you know, that, that works in that chaos and that death and that morality really is coming to um, the, the peace and harmony in your, in your mind and your soul to say, we are immortal. We are, are not immortal, but we, we are mortal beings and, and we are living and what is going to happen, what can happen. So have your best life live yeah. your best life, live for your children, live for you and, and change that moment and change that life. And you're here with us now telling us that story of your life and, and sharing with others and to be able to hold someone's hand and say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to help you. I'm going to guide you along. What is that like for you going from a place where you're telling the story after the fact and you're putting the puzzle pieces together? Now you can be with that person in such a beautiful healing moment now to tell their story. What is that like now? Um, it's, you know, it's such a different, um, it, being in forensics was pretty crazy. <laughs> um, there was, and I analyzed evidence, um, primarily fingerprints, latent prints that were left at crime scenes and, um, <clears throat> and, on evidence. And so I, you know, I, my experience <clears throat> in forensics was I didn't talk to families too much, but I, but I did see a lot of suspects. Like I had to go to the jails and fingerprint them and stuff like that. And I was just always fascinated by the, by those type of events and like how people did certain things and stuff like that. And I think my experience in forensics really shed light on how things can change any moment for any of us. And, um, and now working with clients, um, you know, I have such empathy for everybody because no matter what, you know, and some people are very, you know, ashamed about their stories, or maybe they did certain things that, you know, were very horrible. And, um, but we all have a story and we all have a chance to share that to try to help others too. So it's really, um, you know, when when we go into people's stories and and they share, um, I think for me it's it's real. It's it's so many things. It's it's being part of their healing. It's guiding them. It's giving them confidence. It's um, it's uh, empowering them to just really, um, embrace who they are, you know, and, and, and love all, all of it, every piece of it. It's, it's all, 
been done in each of us, like everything, all of our experiences to, you know, to really shed light on certain things and help others. That's beautiful because when, when you shed that light and you tell that story and you have that moment where you're releasing that emotion and you're connecting to the love of who you are and the journey that you took, you know, within your music, you're being able to do that. And so many of us, especially on that criminal aspect, you're not sharing the healthy parts of people. And you're, yeah. you're, you know, that gets into that deep shadow work of the fragmentation of what is us. And it can get sticky at times yeah. and, it, and it can be harsh at times. But when you guide people to tell their story and be in a higher energy and be involved in their own life, Maybe they won't make those choices or they won't be in that environment now that they're in a beautiful state of awareness, you know, and, and, and sharing that yeah. and saying, hey, maybe I can make different choices. And that that's how you go out and you change the world. When you want to change the world and you want to change people, you become the mentor and you yeah. become the person to share with them how to lead themselves, how to no longer... Be, be triggered by those moments and be healed by that and grieve because we have to grieve. We're human. We're in this meat suit and we have to grieve. We have to be and we yeah. have to release. If we hold on to it, that's when other bad things start to cycle out of control. We don't want that to happen. So how do we stop that yeah. from happening? And it's it's by being our own leaders and leading ourselves. And hey, asking for help and being vulnerable at, at a hard yeah. time and, and sharing the moment with everybody. And that's such a beauty of what you do and how you help people to change your life. You know, and I, I bet that's help with your family and your children and having that relation moving forward with all these other people, the beauty of the strength and the bonding in that. And yeah. Yeah. And I think our, our voice is our most powerful tool, you know, whether it's, you know, using your voice on a TEDx stage or using your voice through music or sharing your story or, you know, if, if I, you know, with my situation, my experience, you know, people are like, I can't believe you speak. People are terrified of speaking, but I'm like, if I can help one person, just one person on this planet, I will have done my job. I mean, that's how powerful it is. Like if you were to really change somebody's life through sharing your, your story and your experiences and what you went through, um, you know, we would all do it, right? We would all want to do that for somebody else. And no more truer words have been spoken. <laughs> that is so real. And that's what this show is all about, is being able to bring out that wisdom in whatever format that it has to transpire from. And you have shared some unbelievable information here today. And, and it just flowed so natural. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I think music is natural and healing is natural when we give ourselves permission. And I, I really like what you said. You started doing meditation. Mm -hmm. And I think every one of us has done meditation. We just didn't know we did it because it's not about sitting here going, ohm. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, you know, it's actually just being off in deep thought uh, mm -hmm. uh, and staying focused in that thought, you know, and working through elements of life. So, Thank you so much for sharing what you have shared here today. And I'm going to ask one more thing of you. Okay. Okay. Can you leave the audience with three things? 
that they can take away from listening to what you had to share today and begin incorporating into their life when it comes to sharing their story, you know, whether it's speaking or through music or just being that expression. Can you share that with the audience? Yeah, so um, I would say meditating, if you don't meditate or if you do practice meditation, um, I would say, you know, now I do two to three meditations a day. So I did one every day for 20 minutes and then I upped it and I do two to three and I see the power of it. So that's why I do that. I make time for it. It's non-negotiable. I do it every day. Um, if you are, if you are in a position where you're, you know, really being challenged with maybe your job or a decision with something, the meditating will give you all your answers like it always does for me. Um, so I would say, you know, start to meditate or meditate more if you're meditating already. Um, as far as using your voice, a great place to start using your voice if you're thinking about wanting to share is podcasts. Um, so I think podcasts are a great way for people to kind of flush out their message, like really start to talk about it and really when the more you talk about your stories and your experiences and what you want to do and what you're doing, um, the more you get really, you get a lot of clarity on what feels good for you and like, oh, I could talk about this all day. Um, and it just really helps you kind of like figure out which, what your message is and, and where your focus should, you know, where, where you want your focus to be, whether it's with work or, um, you know, helping others or whatever the case um, and then I would say the third thing is, um, <clears throat> hmm. gosh, meditating is like such the big one for me. Um, what else I would say is daily routines. That That's probably like the other thing that's non-negotiable for me is I get up at 4.30 in the morning and I do my meditating. I do journaling. I listen to my audios. I, um, you know, it's like the hour and a half of feeding my soul and my brain. And that has been a life changer for me. I read the miracle morning in 2015, I think, and that really changed a lot for me. And had I not been doing that through this whole pandemic, the last two years, I think I would have mentally been in a different space, having to have kids at home, distance learning and managing all these things at once. If I was not grounding and feeding my soul every day, I think it would have been really, really challenging for me to just manage all these changes that we had over the last few years. So um, that's another thing I would suggest is really helpful. Thank you so much for sharing that great information because it is so true. And I love how you express that and, it, and it's being consistent with what you do. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's a lot of us out there that can agree exactly with what you just said to be able to um, become that expression, right? And, yeah. and to stay focused and to have those routines. You know, I'm a firm believer of meditation myself. I spend hours a day meditating. Oh. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's important, you know, to keep your awareness. And it is about that self-care, yeah. you know, because yeah. it always starts with the self. So, wow. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Rochelle. And people are going to be able to find you because we have all your links and all your information connected with this podcast in the audio and in 
the video so that they can chase you down. And if they're ready to write a little tune about what their story is, they yeah. are going to come and find you. So thank you again so much for being here. It's been an honor. And thank you, Nicole, for uh, joining us as well. Yeah, thank you so much to both of you. I appreciate being here so much. Thank you. You're so welcome. 360, signing off.